0: Welcome back to Just Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Colby Olson, joined as always by Clay Snowden. We're bringing you guys another waiver wire episode. We also have some news and notes to go through first, but first and foremost, happy 4th of July to everybody. Hope you're enjoying your day. Hope you're listening to this episode with maybe a drink in your hand. Um, But Clay, how's it going, man? It's good.
1: Tomorrow we find out if my puppy likes fireworks or not. So... What do you think the odds are on that? Like... I think she'll do pretty fine. She's not bothered by cats, other dogs, like any, you know, nothing has like scared her yet. So, but loud banging noises with lights might do it. It might
0: do it. I mean, I think the best way is just to be like excited about it and be like, this is fun. You should, yeah, Yeah. enjoy the fireworks. We'll see. Maybe she's just the most American dog in the world. Maybe. Anyways, we have some news and notes to go through, Clay. I have a few here. You can... You know, pick up the slack if I miss anything here. But Jazz Chisholm is on the IL once again with an oblique injury. He took a swing yesterday and, and definitely was grimacing afterwards. So he's going on the IL. He did say he tweeted out himself, or maybe he said I, I, I saw it on Twitter, whatever. Um, that he, you know, could have been back in just a few days, but. With them going into the all-star break, he said, you know what? Let me just take this time to make sure I'm totally healthy after the all-star break, which makes sense. They have some depth there right now. Why not just let him get two weeks off? That sounds like the good idea there. But just frustrating because, man, the week that he's been back has been pretty dang exciting. I mean, I saw him play my Red Sox and he was hitting bombs and just making the extra play and and just such a fun player. But um, Tyler O'Neill starting a rehab assignment this week, Clay. I don't think I'll ever give up hope on Tyler O'Neill. not saying to go pick him up, but I, I can't not give up hope on a guy that, you know, hit 34 home runs just two years ago and last year was very good in, in you know, half a season. So we'll see how he comes back because he was not hitting well before going down with injury. Um, on the pitching side of things, Carlos Rodon was nasty in his latest rehab appearance. He K'd eight over three and two thirds. So I would imagine that he is building up to return after the all-star break. I don't think they've set a date just yet, but I would imagine after the all-star break. So if you've held on to Rodan this long, congratulations because he is going to be a massive piece for, for many teams down the stretch here. Um, Erod is back on Wednesday. Tarek Skubal is back on Tuesday. I have Erod in one of my leagues, so very excited to get him back finally because I've just been. I play in a league that there is no IL. You just have eight benches okay. at bench spots, uh-huh. so you can kind of use two or three of them as like stash spots. Um, but very excited to get Erod back. And then the one that I really want to talk about, Clay, is, is Julio Urias. Um, he made his return and. Boy, did he get blown up by the Kansas City Royals. Three innings, five earned runs, two strikeouts, six hits, two walks. And that's not an anomaly for Julio Urias this year. I mean, yeah, he's been out for over a month. But before he went down with injury, you know, in the in the five, in the six starts before going down with injury, he had a 6.25 ERA and was giving up a ton of home runs, not getting as many strikeouts as we would like to see. So, you know, where is your you know, caution level at right now
1: for Julio Urias down the stretch. So I own three of these players, Urias, Scooble and Erod. So all three were on my IL, which means I had to make three roster moves this week, which hurts, you know, you never want to have to do that. But Urias is like, I actually did not activate him in time because of a loophole. You can leave him on your IL, um, And I'm glad that I did because it was not pretty. And I watched some of it and, you know, I think I've said on the show before, he's one of the more consistent pitchers over the past couple of years. And here he is just not performing at all. You've said it. I know that we both think, you know, first start back. We don't read too, too much into it. But this is, like you mentioned, more than just the first start back that he has struggled. Me, in terms of like panic, at a 10, probably like a seven.
0: That's pretty high for Julio reason And I, I don't think you're wrong by that at all. I would say that I'm right there with you. Um, you know, maybe there is something wrong. I got, I got to d- dig deeper into it. Um, but yeah, this is a guy that had a 2.57 ERA over the last two seasons and has just been so dynamite. But this year, just giving up so many home runs. So we'll see if he turns it around. I'm not going to give up hope just yet. But yeah, definitely concerning. Um, on a more positive note, I just wanted to bring up that Michael Harris who we were, I was personally very high on going into the season. And a guy that was going as a third round, a top 30 player this year, really struggled out of the gate, you know, an OPS near 600 over the first month, first six weeks. And, over the last 30 days, Clay, he's hitting 371 with five home runs and five stolen bases. So it's just awesome to see that Michael Harris is back to the Michael Harris that we know and love. And, you know, I, I wasn't too worried about it at the beginning of the season because I looked under the curtain. I was like, all right, he's hitting the ball hard still. He's doing everything that Michael Harris did last year. And that's finally leading to some results.
1: So very, very
0: pleased with that.
1: Ryan Reynolds is back for the Pirates. Um, and Alec Manoa made a rehab start. And I've, Against the, um, oh man, who was it? It was the Dogs. Portland Sea Dogs, baby. Yeah. Sea yep. Dogs, double A of the of the Red Sox. So he's trending. I, I I guess is it called a rehab start? What do you really call what Alec Manila Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I I think you can call it a rehab start. I think that you know he's dealing with something that's probably a mechanical issue of some mm-hmm. sort, and they're they're trying to trying to figure that out. Um, and so yeah, he went five innings, ten Ks. Against the Portland Sea Dogs. Um, Aram did say that he watched the start and it looked like Manoa would get to two strike counts and then not be able to put guys away until throwing high fastballs and just kind of eating these double A guys alive with that. Um, and it was his slider that before he, you know, went down to the minor leagues that was really getting beaten up. So I'm still, I, I still don't think Alec Manoa is out of the woods yet, but if you, want to you know make him a speculative ad i know he's his ownership has dropped tremendously and and maybe you want to pick him up especially if you're you know potentially in a keeper league or a dynasty league where you can just like pick him up for a dollar or something i I don't hate that um because it's kind of just like a free free flyer you can always drop him later so anyways i think there's sorry you go
1: our waiver wire episode today i did something that I've never done, which is pick the three players I want to talk about or just only deeply less than 3% owned in ESPN deep cut names. I know that you have some names. So I'll let you go first. Yeah,
0: I have, uh, I have some guys that I just really want to talk about. Um, the first guy being Spencer steer and he's owned in quite a few leagues. Clay. I, I don't know if you could pull up his ESPN ownership. I, I saw his, His ownership on Yahoo was trending right around 80% and I just wanted to give credit to steer for over the last 30 days, six home runs, eight stolen bases, 22 RBIs, a sixth in baseball over the last 30 days, a 275 average. But the most impressive part to me was a 15% K rate and a 15% walk rate. He's putting up really good at bats right now. And this was a guy that going back to preseason, we were definitely hyping up as, as a sleeper candidate and he's proving to be much more than that and you know, really could have been in the the all-star conversation this year because he's really just been so good.
1: Third base eligibility, first base eligibility, and he's about to get outfield eligibility as well. That's huge. He puts together fantastic at-bats. I don't know why the Reds continue to bat him lower in the lineup. I would expect that to change. He needs to be in the three-hole right now instead of Jonathan India. And I could see them flip-flopping. It sounds crazy because if India's name but he has not been very good recently so Spencer Steer definitely a fun name to, to follow and somebody who we talked about preseason yeah I mean I that, that's a guy him. that's
0: owned in a lot of leagues I'm not saying 77% but I really just wanted to give him a shout out and be like hey Spencer is doing some things that are yeah. that are really crazy and I don't know if you realize but a um, couple other names that I wanted a couple other hitters that I wanted to hit really quick before you go Clay um, I wanted to talk about Anthony Volpe who's owned now in only 53% of Yahoo leagues. I don't know if what he's owned in ESPN, it actually might be higher than that. I don't know. Um, But over the last 20 games.
1: 37% in ESPN.
0: 37% exactly. So, you know, if you're in a 10 man league, 12 man league, I mean, even heck an eight man league. I think Volpe is reaching the point where you can pick him back up because I wrote an article uh, about three weeks ago now where, I talked about Volpe and his struggles with hitting inside fastballs and outside sliders, not being to lay off those pitches. And over the last 20 games, Volpe's hitting 339 with a home run, five doubles, two stolen bases, a 24% K rate and he's walking again. A 10% walk rate over that span. A 48% hard hit rate. So Volpe, I, I think, is is starting to figure it out at the plate and and starting to recognize these pitches and figure out how to go the other way with these fastballs. Right? He's getting he was getting eaten alive on inside fastballs trying to cheat, and I think he's just trying to starting to figure it out. So um, we definitely pick him up if if he's available because I think he's he's due for a, a really nice second half.
1: Yeah, he's looked a lot more comfortable. Um, I still wish that he would strike out a little bit less, but I could say that about 95% of people probably, you know? So-
0: So over the last 10 games, 20% strikeout rate. So it continues to to fall, which is a really good sign. The other the last hitter that I wanted to bring up, Clay, is Jordan Westberg, who was called up by the Orioles last week. He's only played six games so far. He's 46% owned in Yahoo right now and through six games, a 53% hard hit rate. Two strikeouts and 22 plate appearances is really, really encouraging, in my opinion. And, you know, going to his minor league numbers, he hit 295 with 18 home runs and eight stolen bases in 67 games at A. So, you know, the production at AAA was elite. And I think that this is a guy that could make the jump. Uh, to, to the big leagues pretty seamlessly and is definitely a, a good, another good option because he does have shortstop eligibility and should pick up second base eligibility here soon and second base it can be really is really brutal this year so um would definitely give him a look as well
1: yeah the one thing about him is just how are the orioles going to manage the lineup with all these infielders and whatnot but I think now is a good time to pick him up because I think an infielder either Ramon, um, no, Urias Ramon, could, yeah, could get traded. I mean, somebody's going to get moved out of that group, I think. Um, maybe Mateo, but I, I think that they'll keep him just for his defense and speed in the playoffs. I think that would be yeah. valuable. Um, but
0: when it comes to playing Mateo, man, he's hitting 186 yeah. since June, since May 1st. I mean, let's look at this one. Oh my god, since May 1st. Jorge Mateo is hitting 152. Yeah. 152. Not one home run to his name, a five WRC plus. That is Yeah,
1: he he was so hot to begin the season and he was on my team. I picked him up. I was so excited. Then it was like luckily I cut bait pretty early on in that struggle, but oof. Dude, he, he hit
0: 347. With yeah. a 15% K rate over the first month of the season. And he was hitting per power too. He had six home runs. And we're like, all right, I guess Jorge Mateo decided to hit the ball hard now. And then he just forgot how to hit. I mean, Hoy in April to, to May transition there. That's just, that's insane. Yeah. To be honest, I, I don't know if I've ever seen something like that. But um, yeah, those are the three hitters that I just really wanted to, to target this week. I have some pitchers to talk about as well, but I'll let you go through your deep. Let me run through because I have as well. Perfect. And then I'll talk pitching.
1: Keep in mind, guys, deep, deep, deep leagues. The first one may sneak up, though, into some more shallow leagues, and that's Will Benson of the Reds, owned in 2.4% of ESPN leagues, 21 games since he's come up, 386, 493, 649. Three home runs, three stolen bases, 12 walks to 11 strikeouts. When he was first on the opening day roster, the issue was striking out constantly. He went down to the minors, improved on that. Something that he had not really done in his career was improved on the strikeouts. So he comes back up and he's just been fantastic. The Reds have not moved him up in the lineup. He's more at the bottom of the lineup. But the way that this Reds offense is clicking right now, he's getting plenty of opportunities. I do want to see him kind of play more than just his platoon role that he's been in right now. But for a deep league, some steals, Definitely some power. He has some great pop. Um, I really, really like that as a pickup. And I think, man, the way he's playing is just, you're not going to find too many owned that are under 3% owned that have a higher ceiling. I don't know what he is in Yahoo, Colby. I, I would imagine it's still under 5 it's gotta
0: be under 10. I, I saw his name over here and I was interested. Ten percent owned in Yahoo. Right. Um, I, I think he's a very similar player to say like a Jaron Duran, where yeah, he's gonna provide, you know, really good stolen base upside. The only question I do have with Benson is the average, um, going even to his minor leagues. Uh, stats this year he had he was walking 24% of the time so he had a 406 on base percentage but a 206 average dear god that's that's crazy so I wonder how that'll translate to the big league level I'm not sure it it will he he will probably be pitched to more at the big league level which will probably lead to a higher average but um, as a platoon bat I think it's a a really good deep league guy
1: as is in in the past 21 games with the Reds he's been putting up a 386 average yep so he's He's showing it pretty well, but the next guy I have, you will hate. I don't like him either, but we're talking deep leagues. Nick Madrigal, and let me explain this here. Let me give you the angle. Second and third base eligibility, cool, whatever. 275, 333, 356. The thing I like here is you know Nick Madrigal can help you with average, right? At the very least, help you with average. He already has a career-high seven stolen bases. So if you're in a deep league and you need a little bit of bump in two areas that can sometimes be tough to find, average and stolen bases, he can at least get you by for a while if you're dealing with an injury or you're in between players just trying to figure it out. Um, I like Nick Madrigal as like somebody on your roster for a couple of weeks maybe. Like I'm not saying that that that, that he's some massive. It's funny because Benson has, does have upside. Nick Madrigal does not. But – Here's two categories he could potentially help you out with for a while. I think that's pretty good for a deep league.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if I could buy into the Nick Matt. I mean, yeah, just to plug a hole and you know exactly what you're getting. I think there yeah. can be value to that. Um, he's kind of like an Alec Bohm without any RBI upside or any power upside at all. It's like, well, I'm just going to hit 275 and you're not going to get anything else. Which there could be some value
1: there. I don't. I don't hate it. Move on. I don't want to talk about
0: Nick Madrigal anymore.
1: <laughs> You're gonna hate this next one more, um, but it's somebody who I'm. I'm not like pounding the table for. But I wanted to get an under one percent person in here that at least is interesting to me, and that's Drew Waters in Kansas City. The reason why I switch hitting outfielder, former top 100 prospect, in a short stint with the Royals last year, 125 WRC plus, so far this year. The numbers are okay, 250, 314, 385, three home runs, three stolen bases, a 35% K rate. That's the scary part. But Drew Waters is getting a lot of playing time, and sometimes in an AL-only league that you may be in or something like that, like you just need playing time. I like that he has a little bit of pop. And in the minors, th- throughout the minors, his ISOs were much higher. He he showed some flash, and that's what got him on top 100 list. Now, I don't think he will ever live up to that prospect build that he had. But this isn't a guy who's just, like, completely written off. Um, I think that there's, like, you know, 3% chance that he turns out to be, like, a, an average player. And if you're looking for somebody in an AL-only league, or you're really struggling with injuries or something, like Drew Waters is getting every day at bats. There's no platoon issues or anything like that.
0: Two percent owned in Yahoo right now. I'm looking at players around where he's
1: I, You know, Colby. I said we've never really done like deep cut episode. Wow. Like, hey, let's talk about some bad players. Who? Which I, one of them like become the average? Talk you know? about
0: bad players segment. I mean, like. My only thing is, like, you could get Jesus Sanchez down here. Like, he's 3% owned. How much? 3% owned, Jesus Sanchez. Like, I'd really? much rather have Jesus Sanchez than Drew Waters, because at least there's some upside. Or even, heck, even Kerry Carpenter, 3% owned.
1: Okay, you want to talk about Kerry Carpenter, who hit a home run y- yesterday? A little Tigers outfield talk. Why not? Matt Verling's Verl- v- a guy who actually could be popping up on some some people's radars just because he's been killing it in in june but um carrie carpenter is a lot of pop i don't think people realize that um he hit 30 home runs in the minor leagues last year before coming up and hitting six home runs in a short amount of time he was injured a lot this year came back started going opposite field a little bit more which is where he he hit his home run yesterday in coors so asterisk next to that. all right
0: fuck drew waters man like Kerry Carpenter is where it's at. He, over, since coming back up to the major leagues on June 9th, 319 average, 21% K rate, four home runs. That's a 217 ISO. That's pretty dang good. He's controlling. But see, I design. talked about him in a previous episode, so I didn't want to repeat it. Drew, Drew Waters can can eat it. Like he can go to the water. I don't know. Like, Gary, give me Carrie Carpenter all day long. I, I'm all in on Carrie Carpenter. I love that. All right, let's talk. You want to talk some pitching? Yeah. Sweet, because there's a couple young guns that I want to talk about. Um, first of all, I want to talk about Gavin Williams, who gets to face the Atlanta Braves today, as we're like later today after we're recording this episode. And I have no idea what's going to happen, because I think any pitcher could face the Atlanta Braves and get blown up. But a rookie with that's mostly throwing fastballs is kind of destined to get blown up. percent
1: fastball. Which I don't mind because it's it's a really dang good fastball like it is. Yeah, I don't mind it either. But so he's on my team and I've been sitting here all day. Like, do I start or sit him? I
0: mean, like how bad do you the odds of him even getting a quality start against the Atlanta Braves? Like what do you what are you hoping for against the Braves? I think so you're hoping for league. five innings. You're hoping for five innings. Three earned runs, maybe five to six Ks. Oh, like, and that's a good day. That, but that's like a good outcome. I don't know. It's kind of. Sick. Yeah. But beyond that, I do want to talk that that Gavin Williams, to me, is a really, really good pickup right now beyond this brave series, because the Reds do, you know, mostly face bad in division rivals. And this fastball is definitely legit. Um a 297 X wOBA against the fastball so far. And then he mixes in a slider and a curveball, which also show promise. It, they haven't led to whiffs yet. Um, uh, but I think the whiffs will come. It's led to a lot of weak contact. And then the other Guardians pitcher that I wanted to talk about, who I'm actually even more excited about, is Tanner Bybee, who has a 3.46 ERA and a 3.37 um X fit or no X ERA. Sorry, through how many starts that 12 starts. So he's been really, really good, man. A 25% strikeout rate, 8.4% walk rate. Um, Slider, 27% whiff rate, change at 44% whiff rate. So two really good secondaries for Bybee, which kind of gives me the edge for him over Williams is they both have good fastballs, but those secondary offerings that Bybee's attacking hitters with are really nasty, and and I like Bybee down the stretch quite a bit. Um, The last pitcher that I wanted to talk about, Clay is Taj Bradley, who's been getting really blown up um, last time out or the last two times out. Let me pull up the game log real quick here. So last time out against Seattle, this was yesterday on Sunday, three and a third, five earned runs, a home run, three strikeouts. Um, and then last time out against Arizona, uh, four innings, six earned run, four home runs, two strikeouts. And the biggest culprit for him over the last month has been a poor fastball. And we would expect Taj Bradley to have a really good fastball because that's been his best pitch through the minors. Statistically, it it grades out as a good pitch stuff plus. Um, so it is quite surprising. I did go to Baseball Savant, and you can actually go, if you go to Baseball Savant, um, I don't know if you knew this, Clay, but if you go to Baseball Savant, you can go to Game Logs and then go to StatCast, and you can mm-hmm. watch every, you know, at bat, or not bats but like the outcomes and I was watching and like most of the home runs that he was giving up was just fastballs poorly located so I think it might be a, a problem of location for Taj but um definitely worrisome for a pitcher that I think has a really high ceiling but right now if you're in a redraft league I I, yeah. I don't know if you if you hold on really I'd rather have a Bybee or a Williams right now
1: yeah um I feel the same way I would drop him and pick up Williams I would drop him put Pick up. I mean, there's actually a couple different names at this point. Um, and it wasn't like he was like going super deep into games beforehand either. Um, so that's always a concern. No matter what league you're in, you want pitchers who can go six consistently. And, and six innings and get... once. Yeah. And 12 starts. It's tough, man. I just don't see it in, unless you're in a deeper
0: league. I mean, it's tough too, because you look and you're like, damn, he has a 5.1 ERA. But still, like, a 3.76 XCRA is respectable. He was striking out a ton of guys earlier in the season. And even just three starts ago, he struck out eight against the Orioles. So, like, I'm not saying give up on Taj Bradley, but I'm saying for right now, there are options out there that I think you could pick up and and go to right now. Um, If you don't want to risk dropping Taj Bradley, that's... that's, I I don't mind holding, but just be weary. Shall we do... So Uh, rare, so rare. Rare? Talk about so so rare. rare? All right, let's definitely talk about so rare, man. I have not done too much to my team as of late. Um, but let me see where I finished last week. So wow, I did not finish well, Clay. Last, oh no, that's live. Sorry, never mind. Let me see last week. Anyways, join our league. Don't care about my whatever my results are. Join our league. It's so freaking fun, and it's free to play. Have you you started
1: spending money on it?
0: I have. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about this a few times. I haven't really bought any other players recently, but I think Reed Detmers is still a really good pickup. Tristan Casas has been going off as of late. He's hitting 280 with a few home runs this past month and and you know should be starting to play every single day. Um, Spencer Steer would be another good addition, in my opinion. Christian Walker is still cheap, and he's been going off. So, so Rare is really, I think, a fun game for fantasy people that really love to dive in deep to, to the expected stats and like advanced stats, because you can find deals on so rare for sure. Like, because the market isn't really totally based on the stats. It's sometimes just based on like hype, like Ellie De La Cruz is $150, but then you have other top prospects like Gunnar Henderson that are $30. Right. So it's like, there's a big gap there um, in hype versus actual performance. So, yeah definitely go join our sober league draft your team if you haven't yet but um i think it's a really fun thing to to you know put 50 dollars into so rare and like play around i think you can you can you could easily build out a team for 50 to 75 dollars. so check it out um
1: should we do streamers let's do it okay do you want to go first do you know your guy Yeah, I was looking through them, and there wasn't a ton that I loved, but one that I did come up with is, man, I'm not too confident, but it's Graham Ashcraft, and he's going up against Washington. And the reason why I say this is Ashcraft was bad in the beginning of the year. Or excuse me, he was good, bad, injured, just came back, and his last start looked really good, really good. Um, I think that he's tweaked a little bit with I, I don't know what but he he just looked much better that's the type of roll of the dice that i think ashcraft against washington although they are kind of like sneaky not bad team act, you know their 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 record looks worse than they are but i think ashcraft's going to get a win that day um i think that he could go a little bit deeper into games than than most streamers so because of that i'm going to go Graham ashcraft
0: yeah let's see last start he went well, he didn't throw his sinker at all. Yeah. He went cutter slider. How many whiffs? Wow, he got a lot of whiffs on that yeah. slider, man. 60% whiff rate in that start on the slider. The cutter was just fair, but it got a lot of ground balls. Um, that's encouraging, man. Who do they face again? Sorry. I was looking. Washington. Yeah, why not? It's not a bad, bad matchup there. Who do you have, Colby? I, uh, I got Mike Soroka. Who made Let's his go. return start last week against the Miami Marlins? Went six innings, three earned runs, uh, only gave up five hits, did not walk a batter, and had seven strikeouts. Two of those hits were home runs, so which led to those three earned runs. But not too worried about that. Um, also, you know, if you go to what he was doing in the minor leagues before coming up. Like he didn't just make like two or three rehab starts and he's back in the minors. No, he made 11 starts down in the minor. They like
1: optioned him to trip. Yeah, exactly.
0: So in in five starts before coming back up, he gave up uh, just five earned runs over 29 innings and 31 strikeouts. So he was looking really, really sharp in five outings before coming up. He looked sharp in his first outing. Now he's going up against. I say a Cleveland he's going up against Cleveland offense that you know is definitely not anything super super special I think he could definitely pick up a win on this team so I think you pick up Soroka to stream this week and I think you pick up Soroka to just why not own him the rest of the, through the all-star break see what happens
1: yeah worth a shot sweet man is that it is that That's just fantasy it.
0: baseball for today
1: like right. subscribe comment Check out Instagram. I don't know. Whatever everyone's supposed to do. You all know where to find us. Give us some comments.
0: Um, Anyways, enjoy your 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Clay, I'll talk to you soon. Adios.